You're listening to Speaking to Influence, communication secrets of the C-suite. Do you want to speak with confidence and authority, have more influence, and get bigger and better results? Whether you're a top executive, an entrepreneur, or climbing the career ladder, this is the show for you. A leader who wants to inspire others and leave a lasting legacy. Now here's your host, world-renowned TEDx speaker, author, and executive communication coach, Dr. Laura Sokola. Welcome to the podcast, Speaking to Influence, Communication Secrets of the C-Suite. I'm Dr. Laura Sokola, your host, founder of Vocal Impact Productions, and author of Speaking to Influence, Mastering Your Leadership Voice. My guest today is Sonia Dubey-Devan, founder of the Indian School of Image Management and India's very first certified image professional. Sonia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Laura. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you. It's a great opportunity to be talking to you today. Now, tell us a little bit more about you and the organization. What's your 30-second elevator pitch? Wonderful. So we are diving right into it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> great, great. All right. So I'll start right from the beginning. I'm Sonia Dubedivan, and I'm the founder of Indian School of Image Management. My vision is to create the next league of image consultant and soft skills trainer as entrepreneurs by providing and educating them and mentoring them with the world-class education and coaching. So I love this. This is not just about the idea of training people to be image consultants and then helping them to, I don't know, find jobs or for that matter, not helping them to find jobs, just giving them the skills and and setting them loose on the world. But you're actually a big part of your curriculum, if I understand correctly, is where part one is the skills to be an image consultant. But then part two is all about entrepreneurship and, and going into business for themselves. Absolutely. I think it's now because it's a professional program, you have to learn everything that goes into becoming an entrepreneur. You cannot be just having the technical knowledge, but really don't know how to sell, how to make business, how to make money out of that skill set. So when I started out, it was something that I actually faced as a you know issue, a big problem. And I made it work through, created my own success mm-hmm. formula around it. And I felt that, you know, this is exactly what everyone needs. It's not just the skill set. It's also to learn how to make money out of it. So we divided the program in two ways. First, get your technical skills right. And then we'll teach you how to make a business out of it and be an entrepreneur. That's great. And especially if you are the first certified image professional in India, then I assume there are not that many consultants overall in this area. This is a relatively new industry. So the notion of even hiring someone to do this is not a concept that most people are aware of. So anyone you train really does have to do an awful lot of marketing and a lot of awareness raising to even help people know that they exist. Absolutely. It is a new industry. In fact, yes, it's been a decade actually, because, and the boom has come in in the last five years. Hmm. And everyone is someone who's starting a new career or maybe doing it as their second career or somebody who haven't taken a break from their jobs and now want to start this on their own. So it requires a lot of, you know, pushing yourself out there because awareness building in this particular profession, there's not that much awareness. People are not aware about what this is all about. So there goes a lot of marketing, a lot of effort, a lot of networking. And there's a formula. Once you know exactly that formula, you are able to do it. makes your things and the entire process a little bit more easier. So yes, you are absolutely right about that. There are a lot more now. We can say that there are a lot of people who are getting in this industry. But yes, being one of the first few ones, 
and many along with me are paving the way for new people to come into it and have a success formula to follow. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. And look, all of us out there who are entrepreneurs ourselves certainly understand the challenge of marketing, even when it is a more mature industry. Marketing is never easy and it's never unnecessary. That's for sure. That's uh, Nor is it an intuitive skill set to learn. Yes, absolutely. So true. Certainly wasn't for me. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it actually requires a different skill set and not everyone could be lucky enough to have, you know, an outsourced marketing from the get go. So you have to, as one of the things I just spoke about in the morning was that as an entrepreneur, when you're starting out, you are a solopreneur yes. in a way when you're starting out sure. and you have to wear all the hats in the business. You can't be that I can't do this. I can't do that. No, you have to literally learn, learn everything about marketing sales. You have to go out and sell. You are the person who is the operation person, the logistic person, the person who's doing the checks at the back end and also speaking in the front end. So yes, it requires a lot more. Yeah. So with all of this, what is your favorite part of your job and why? Oh, wow. That's my favorite question. So <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of the job before, even when I started the Institute Indian School of Image Management, before that I was consulting, I was into image consulting. Mm -hmm. And one of the consistent thing that is the happening in my career for the past 11 years is the ability and this gift of making a difference in people's lives transforming people's life and taking them from place A to place B and be able to see that journey. I feel that that's something that, you know, gets me out of the bed every single day. Sure. It's happening early. It was happening earlier for my clients. Now I do this for my students because one thing that I believe in surely is that you cannot give something to someone if you don't have it. You have to have something to give it to someone. Yes. So the way the course is designed, the way this entire program is designed, that every student who enrolls goes through this personal transformation study, you know, process mm -hmm. where they get to know who they are as a person, go through this whole image discovery, transformation, finding their true potential, and then they go out and make a difference in others' life. Yes. So it's just, you know, you are multiplying yourself into many people, creating a version of you, these 200, 300 people, and they are, you know, replicating the same thing of touching people's life. I think it's beautiful. And that's just, I love that part. <laughs> it's, it's the artist in us. And I think that's something that you and I both share that, sure, we, we've built the business and we can train other people to run our programs or to do some of the work that we do. Right. And the business development is interesting and the networking is wonderful. But in the end, it's all about working with the clients hands on and just seeing that difference, the transformation and knowing that it helps. Absolutely. So then what is something new that's happening in the industry or something that's coming up for you? What's the next big step? Okay, there's so many things, but I will talk because we are talking about communication. I mm -hmm. think I will just talk about that. So one thing that pandemic made all of us do was to upgrade ourselves and move, you know, our businesses to online. So one big thing that we have done and we are now acing it is the entire visual communication, which we have now taken to a very advanced stage in terms of curriculum, in terms of trainings, not only for external trainings, but we have designed multiple modules around that 
which is just something that can be plug and play. Like if people just go through it, it's simple, it's easy to understand, it's designed in steps, it's amazing. So I think that we learned it ourselves and then we created a program and a module out of it. And we are really excited how it is coming up and people are giving really good reviews. So that's something that I really <laughs> is very excited for. We're again, very much in the same space, recognizing that the world needs online training. Yes. We have to figure it out for ourselves. Yes. And then we can work and, and train others on it. So now with regard to putting that program together, how do you find that you have to craft your message differently right. with regard to either selling this training or or promoting the training or what's different in your communication? So one of the things that image consultants as a general, as our, the way that we work is the ability to, you know, tweak and customize things as per different people. So what happens in the other programs is that, yes, it's one size fit all. Whereas when we design a program and when image consultants look at it, we look at it from different archetypes, different type of people that are out there. What are the strengths and weaknesses of different people? And actually designing and creating modules for each one of them. Mm. So that's the most important thing. And that's where we have, I think, nailed it to customize it and to be able to talk to different set of people altogether so that it's not one size fit all. It's a customized solution which people can follow. Sure. And it sounds like you've gotten that down pat. So with regard to those strengths of sorts, what are you really good at with regard to communication? And what's something that you're still working on? Oh, wow. A lot of things that I'm still working on. <laughs> but what I'm good at, I personally believe that I'm very good at putting things in simple words and also relatability. Like I can relate, I can quickly pick what the other person would like to hear and how they would like to hear things and customize or relate it with their example that they could relate with. I believe that that's my, you know, USP if I have to talk about in terms of communication. Sure. And that comes from a place of authenticity, which is where you know that you have to be real. You have to just be absolutely who you are as a person, just present it out there. And when you do that, you relate with other people, you connect some dots here and there, and you make it very simple for people to be able to understand you. So yeah, easy to understand, relatability, authenticity. I think these three things I'm good at when I speak. What I struggle with or I'm working on. To find that right balance between too direct and too subtle. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to. <laughs> That's always the hard challenge, right? How to be right. clear enough, but also soft enough to not be too blunt. And where do you tend to fall on the too blunt or too indirect, too conflict averse, as it were? Okay. So I believe that I'm very assertive, okay. but maybe it's just the way things are around or maybe the culture in our country is not something which is very open to women being assertive. It's seen mm. as a little bit aggressive mm. in our country. So when I'm assertive, it is seen as more aggressive or more powerful or more out there. I don't have an issue with it. But yes, sometimes I feel that I can tone it down a notch <laughs> lower. So yes, um, that's something that I would, I'm constantly working on and trying to find that right balance between what is the actual assertiveness and how to mix it as per the culture that I have in my country. <laughs> yes, yes. And in your industry and in so many other things, I've always sort of defined diplomacy as the balance between 
the appropriate prioritization of the integrity of the message and the integrity of the relationship. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah. Somewhere between the two, because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. Absolutely. But you need them to hear what you need them to hear in a way that they can hear it. So I'm going to nod that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And I'll say it again. So it's, it's the balance between maintaining the integrity of the relationship and the integrity of the message itself, the clarity. So that's something I certainly need to work on as well. I think it's something that's always a work in progress. Work in progress. Yes. So true. Now in shifting, obviously you've learned to shift your wardrobe from from issue to issue and situation to situation and audience to audience. But what about your speech style? When you're talking with different groups, do you also have to adjust the way that you speak to them? And is that a challenge at all? Has it ever been? So you do have to, you know, shift your voice and the way that you connect with people and different set of people. So, for example, when I'm working and when I'm in my consulting business, when I'm working with different set of people like politicians or celebrities, uh, when I'm speaking to C-suite executive entrepreneurs, politicians, and while connecting with them, there is a little bit shift in my voice. I go a little deeper in terms of my pitch. So I don't speak at a higher pitch. I go a little bit more deeper. And it is more slower. I break down my words. They are concise. Is that for all of those groups, all the politicians and celebrities and business leaders? or Most of the time for the C-suite executives, okay. entrepreneurs and politicians, they are a lot more slower. They are almost similar. There mm. is a little bit of a difference. In business, there is a little bit more impact and there's a little bit more data driven. It's more logical. It's more concise. Whereas when Mm. I'm talking to politicians, I relate and I train them to speak from the heart. So combine a little bit of warmth and also be very concise and specific at the same point of time. Even I shift my way of communication with them and go a little bit lower and a little slower (laughs) when I'm talking to them. And when I'm talking to students, it needs to be at a higher pitch. I need to have more energy, more excitement. I'm speaking a little bit faster because if I go a little slow, they will just, you know, zone out. (laughs) So you need to be a little bit faster and you need to be able to give the references that they associate with. So There is definitely a lot of shift that we need to do as per the kind of people that we are talking to. Everyone's references are different different, and you also have to modulate your pitch, your volume and the emphasis that you are putting on different set of words as well as your statements altogether. So yes, shifting is important. (laughs) And you figured out how to do all of that and still stay authentic to who you are. Absolutely. (laughs) That's the crux of it. Uh, It's just, see, so the idea is that you need to be able to be real. So being real means when you're connecting with people doesn't mean that you have to be someone else. You are just changing those technical aspects, the tonality, the volume, the emphasis, the speed, and all those different technical aspects of your communication style, the words, the sound that comes out of you. But who you are as a person remains true. That doesn't change. That's where the authenticity remains intact. And people, person A, when communicating with person B and talk about you, they will have the exact same feeling, message and mood. It's just how you delivered the content that it's like, you know, I want to say it in a poem or I want to say something in a song or I want to say something in a theatrical format or in a play or something or a skit. It's just the delivery changes, but who you are as a person remains always true to you. I could not have said it better myself. (laughs) 
Okay. Well, Sonia, that brings us to our listener 24-hour influence challenge. And this is an opportunity for you to speak directly to our audience and challenge them to take one step that they can complete within 24 hours so that they have more influence. How would you like to challenge our audience today? Great. My challenge is going to be related to communication, and I'm going to combine what we do in image consulting exercise for all image consultants. As I said, it starts from internal, right? It starts from your personal transformation. Mm -hmm. Talking about communication, when we are discussing communication, it's more external. What I want my viewers to do today is to take out time in the 24 hours All right. It doesn't have to be morning. So no such rules of morning and early morning hours, nothing. Just find time for yourself. Okay. No time, no place. Just find time. Place, yes, your home or your office, but find time and just collect yourself. Look internally. Okay. And be very, very honest to yourself. Nobody's coming and judging you. You are the one who is answerable to yourself. Be absolutely honest to yourself. And find out an answer in three adjectives, not more, just three adjectives, who you are as a person. Just find out three adjectives that I am this, this, and this, nothing else. Just define yourself in three adjectives. And once you are happy with the three adjectives that you have picked for yourself, open your eyes, go around in the area, in the house, or in your office, place where you spent most of your time and move or remove, move or remove. Move could be into another person's room or into another area or remove if it is in your area, 14 things that is not as per those three adjectives. Okay. Wow. Okay. It could be a piece of clothing. It could be the shoe. It could be the painting that is there in your living room or in your bedroom. It could be the soap that you're using or the shampoo that you're using right now. It could be the pen. It could be any single thing that is there in your bedroom, which does not relate with those three adjectives. Okay. So I want to make sure I got this. So identify three adjectives or three qualities that really identify who you are, who you associate yourself to be, and then to remove 14 items that somehow don't fit well within that sense of identity. Why 14? (laughs) That's an interesting number. Well, well, there's no such rule behind 14. It's just that Seven is the magical number. I'm just multiplying that by two, right? So I'm making the magic by making it double simply. There is no such thing. It's just that you have to believe. The 14, you can make it 12, you can make it 13, you can make it 15. It can be seven things also, but those seven things should be completely who you are not. And they are around you. Okay. The moment you realize with these small things like a pen and that pen is not you, And you make that choice that this is not me and I'm going to remove or move it out of my system from my vicinity. That's where you are initiating. That's your catalyst. That's your trigger, you know, for personal transformation. So you're starting, you're just initiating it in a very small format. Slowly, it will have domino effect into every single thing. Because once you made a choice, you made it once, you made it twice, you made it seven times, you made it for 14 times. 15 time onwards, you will start doing it in relationships, in your job, in your work, in every single thing that you do. So 
that's my 24 hours personal challenge to our viewers. So interesting. Okay. So three adjectives and 14 items. Yes. You start your clocks, everybody go. <laughs> now, Sonia, tell me, we've talked about some successes that you've had. Talk about many successes for that matter. What's a communications related mistake that you've made? There's one. There's only one. And a mistake, I would say I would have handled it a little better. So it's a very long story. I'm just going to cut it short and just okay. explain the crux of it. Yes, of course. So it was during the time when I was working and it was just, you know, I was doing a job and it was my first few years in corporate life. So I just started working. And being in the position, I was handling a complete department. I was a head of department in that particular company. So I just wrote an email which had very crisp, as I said, assertiveness is not really taken, you know, in, in our country very hmm. positively. So it had a very clear guidelines on what needs to be collected at what point of time. And then there's this person who took it a little offensively that why, you know, he got offended that why... Hmm. This is at this particular timeline and what if this, that, et cetera. And he had a lot of questions. My response to that was just to, you know, just to lighten the mood. I cracked a joke on it. Okay. So I was coming from a place that maybe if I'll use humor, it will just lighten the whole situation and make it neutral. But well, it just, you know, it didn't, <laughs> it moved into a different direction altogether. And yeah. Uh, yeah, the joke was not very well taken. And looking at it in hindsight, I felt that I could have just had a conversation with the person and tried to figure out what's his inhibition towards doing it that particular time. It was such a silly thing, such a small thing. Mm. And that person ended up, you know, leaving because of that entire situation, the organization. I think just things went out of proportion without no reason. Like there was no reason to do that. So I feel that, you know, that was my one communication setback where I felt, yeah, means I could have handled the situation a little bit. Mm. And what about the challenges around having those crucial conversations? Are there times when you've had to initiate conversations where you would be sharing some bad news or otherwise having a heart to heart with someone perhaps? How did you handle it? So heart to heart is not a problem. I think I'm a person who I'm an empath. So I kind of uh, connect with people and, mm -hmm. you know, have a base. Very heart to heart is something that is, I connect with people very easily. I have people just random strangers opening up to me uh, in a matter of few minutes to seconds also at times. Difficult conversations, I am, as I said, I'm very assertive. So I put it out there and I put it with logic and uh, a little bit of, you know, empathy towards the person also. But I kind of have my difficult conversations up front. It is something that I can do now. I will tell you that this is not something that was my skill set. I used to be that person who used to run away from conflict, from a difficult situation, difficult conversation. I would never wanted to have that <laughs> with anyone. But eventually I practiced. I did, you know, maybe didn't do a great job initially, but slowly and gradually reached there. It was somewhere that understanding that you have to say what you believe in and what is, you know, you have the right to express your opinion, to express your ideas and your thoughts sure. and also respect the other person's feelings and emotions attached to it. So don't violate other people's emotions and feelings and their reaction 
But at the same point of time, you don't have to keep everything in yourself. You have to respect your own opinion as well. Sure, sure. When I understood that as a meaning, I think I kind of started improving from that point onwards. And now it is, I would say it's it's not a problem. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, Sonia, as a, my last question for you today, looking ahead, talking to the future generations, right. if you were asked to give the commencement address at a high school graduation ceremony, what advice would you give the graduates, whether or not they go to university, regardless of major or career goals? What's the one thing they have to do to be successful? That's my favorite, second favorite question. (laughs) (laughs) I just one piece of advice and it's my quote and it's not even a quote, it's my life philosophy. I have lived my life on this particular belief system. So let me tell you what it is and then I'll summarize it. You as a person, we, and if I have to talk about myself, I as a person is, you know, like what I own, what I have. It's not the education, the degrees, the materialistic possessions and all the positions that I have that have happened in my life eventually. But what led me at that to that point is because I continuously invested in myself. When I say I continuously invested in myself, it was investment in my education, self-development, growth, learning from experts like yourself. And many other things. It's about investing in my body, investing in my mind, investing in my soul. It was a continuous and it is still a continuous investment in myself. So if I have to give one advice to everyone out there is to remember that you are your most valuable asset and you need to start investing in yourself today. Yes. Yes. Invest in yourself. I love it. Continue that lifelong learning, whatever you need to do, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, otherwise, keep on developing who you are. That's beautiful. Sonia, thank you so much for joining us today. How can people learn more about you and the Indian School for Image Management? Great. So we are on all the social media handles and uh, websites. You can find us on Instagram, LinkedIn as ISIM Official or ISIM EDU. So that's our official Instagram and LinkedIn handle. Also, you can visit us on www.indianschoolofimage.com. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and all the other platforms that are there, YouTube as uh, Sonia Dubey Divan. So yes, you can search for me and uh, I'll be more than happy to talk to any of our viewers. And we will certainly include all of those handles and links, et cetera, in our show notes. So be sure to check them out. Sonia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Laura. It was a wonderful experience talking to you today. Thank you. And to everyone else out there listening, as always, thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating on iTunes so we can help even more people increase their confidence, presence, and influence. And finally, if you want to download my free guide to equipment recommendations for virtual influence, including my picks for microphones, lights, and more, go to speakingtoinfluence.com. I'm Dr. Laura Sokola, and you're listening to Speaking to Influence, communication secrets of the C-suite. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Laura Sokola, and I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Speaking to Influence podcast. If you love listening to these episodes as much as I love bringing them to you, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please go to iTunes right now to rate and review our podcast in order to help us expand our reach so even more people can master the three C's to command the room, connect with the audience, and close the deal. 
Thanks for listening to Speaking to Influence, Communication Secrets of the C-Suite, the show for readers who want to speak with impact. The hosts, producers, owners, and media distributors of the show make no guarantees that the strategies and information discussed will result in profit or other success and may result in losses. The opinions and statements of the hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the owners, staff, managers, broadcasters, or sponsors of the show. No medical or psychological therapy or personal or professional wellness or relationship advice is offered in the show. You are advised to seek counsel on matters related to your health, family, relationships, job, or other business and legal matters from licensed advisors in those areas prior to making any changes in business or lifestyle. No information provided may be suitable in your situation. As always, take responsibility for the decisions and actions you take, including the reactions they may make in your work, family, health, and life.